Mirror, mirror on the wall. What's the best podcast of them all? I wonder. I wonder. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Steph. And I'm Lex. And this is Chasing Childhood, a weekly podcast where we talk about our childhood favorite movies and video games and see if they still hold up as adults. Welcome to the first week of February and also to episode 20. How has it already been 20 episodes? We just had a lot of free time on our hands. We just have a lot of greatness to give everyone. You're, so You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> All right, everybody. This week, we have another DreamWorks classic for your enjoyment. We'll be watching the green, smelly, grumpy, not the Grinch, <laughs> but also wildly misunderstood Shrek. Shrek is a 2001 American computer animated comedy film directed by Andrew Adamson and Vicki Jensen in both of their directorial debuts. What a debut. What? Like, they kicked in the door. They were, they came in swinging. (laughs) They came to the party. Like, imagine Shrek is your directorial debut. One of the greatest movies. I think people are tired of us singing every week. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. There's going to be, okay. We're going to get to a point where the whole episode is just going to be us singing the entire soundtrack. You guys really need to wait till we get to Princess Guinevere because it's going to be a lot. (laughs) And the jewel riders. You get me. (laughs) Nailed it. Amazing. All right. So Shrek stars the voice talents of Mike Myers. Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, and John Lithgow in lead roles, and this film was actually loosely based on a 1990 fairy tale picture book of the same name by William Steig. I had no idea this was based off of a book. That's insane. I know. That's I, I thought this was literally just an original piece, yeah. so that's crazy to me. I might need to find that book. Absolutely. <laughs> So Shrek was loved worldwide from the moment it premiered at the 2001 Cannes Film Festival, where it competed for the Palme d'Or, making it the first animated film since Disney's Peter Pan, which came out in 1953, to be chosen to do so. The film also won the first ever Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, beating out Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius and Monsters, Inc., and was also nominated for best adapted screenplay first of all (laughs) i cannot deal the fact that this this won an oscar (laughs) i cannot deal with it something else that makes me super happy is to know that jimmy neutron (laughs) was nominated for an oscar i mean rightfully so like jimmy jimmy neutron is on our list because that's a phenomenal movie but that's really funny to me (laughs) it's so good it's such a classic Uh, Also to note, in 2020, Shrek was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant, making it (laughs) the first DreamWorks animation film and the first animated feature not produced or distributed by Disney to earn that honor. And I could not agree with that more. I could not agree with that more. (laughs) I love that so much. And I love that they called it aesthetically significant. Like, it's so fancy. It's a movie about an ogre that lives in a swamp, and they're like, it's aesthetically significant. But the animation in it was so revolutionary. Like, it was so good. It was, it was. So if you've been living in a swamp or haven't seen this film since 2001, here's a little refresher by J. Welch 5742J. (laughs) Not to be confused with J. Welch 5742K. (laughs) From IMDb. I can't stand you. <laughs> Since 
because there's so many. <laughs> Once upon a time, in a faraway swamp, there lived an ogre named Shrek, whose precious solitude is suddenly shattered by an invasion of annoying fairy tale characters. They were all banished from their kingdom by the evil Lord Farquaad. Determined to save their home, and not to mention his, Shrek cuts a deal with Farquaad and sets out to rescue Princess Fiona to be Farquaad's bride. However, hiding with the princess in her dragon-protected castle is a deep, dark secret. Dun-dun-dun! Heavy. Heavy, heavy, heavy. All right, Lex, do you want to hop into our fun facts? Yeah, I need a breather. Woo! (laughs) All right, so the first fun fact is that Chris Farley was originally cast as Shrek and even recorded almost all of the dialogue. However, after his death, the role was given to fellow Saturday Night Live performer Mike Myers. So in one point, Shrek's air quotes in the film pays homage to Farley, whose character Bennett Brower also used air quotes. A story reel featuring a sample of Farley's recorded dialogue was actually leaked to the public in August 2015. I feel like I heard that. I had no idea. I don't think I ever actually listened to the tapes, but I remember something coming out about it, how it was like, Mike Myers wasn't actually originally cast in this. Like, it was Chris Farley, wow. and then they, like, leaked the actual audio. I don't think I've ever listened to it, though. And I don't know if I, I never want to. I that. Because I can't imagine Shrek without a Scottish accent. Yes, Thank you. I was about to say, I don't know how he would sound American. That would be so strange. Yeah, the accent is what makes the character. Yeah. For me, at least. And I mean, R.I.P. Chris Farley, but... Yeah, R.I.P. Chris Farley. R.I.P. a great. I didn't even know that. That's so crazy. Yeah. So another fun thing is that the song All Star by Smash Mouth heard in the opening credits and perhaps one of the most famous songs of all time because of this movie (laughs) was only a placeholder for test screenings. So they weren't even going to use it. It was literally just a placeholder until a new song could be found. What? But test audiences loved it so much that the producers kept it in. And when the producers decided to keep All Star, they decided to let the band perform the last song of the movie, I'm a Believer. So that's just like crazy they were like what the heck we'll just keep this song in and then it ended up just blowing out of the water i love that so much but yeah so they they've had a a good at least their two most famous ones have been in the shark franchise which is just so funny i love that so much all right so another fun fact is that the line that shrek says where he goes you're on your way to a smacked bottom was improvised by Mike Myers after he got annoyed at one of the directors. Oh my god. He had also used this line a few years earlier while playing Austin Powers in the popular music video of Madonna's song Beautiful Stranger. Oh my god. Which, by the way, we need to add Austin Powers to our list because those films are iconic. They're not children's movies. We watch them as children growing up, but they are not for children. Listen, don't judge our childhood, okay? (laughs) We will watch it. (laughs) All right. So Eddie Murphy's BAFTA nomination for his voiceover performance for playing Donkey in Shrek was the first of its kind. And Eddie Murphy has said since then that the Shrek series is among his best works, which I absolutely agree with. I was about to say, I agree. Total agreement. I second that, Eddie. Yeah. Obviously, Eddie Murphy is one of the most prolific actors. You know, he's one of the most talented actors of all time. And so funny. You know, especially talented comedians. He's been in so many incredible performances. But right. Shrek is absolutely in his top three movies. <laughs> like, he's just so good. I love it. 
And if you get a chance, you need to Google how many of the lines from Shrek were improvised. I'm yeah. sure there's got to be so, so much many. from Eddie Murphy yeah. and Mike Myers that are just hilarious. There was one where he did the whole, what is it, he improvised for when she burps. Yeah, they were saying that Cameron Diaz, during the part where she burps in the movie, that she actually burped during a <laughs> recording while she was drinking Coca-Cola and they kept it in the movie because uh, Eddie Murphy said, she's as nasty as you are yeah. to, uh, to Shrek. But that was completely improvised. Yeah. So funny. Super funny. Another fun fact is that computer animation production started on the project on October 31st, 1996, Halloween, Steph's favorite, yeah. and took more than... Four and a half years to complete. Whoa. This might be due to the fact that the effects department went as far as taking mud showers to study how to re- realistically portray mud in the film. <laughs> this film took four and a half years because their <laughs> effects department was just wasting time trying to live like ogres. How did that conversation go? I love that so much. How did that conversation go? I need to know. Please. What were the parameters of how they tested this? Were they in like some Hollywood Hills like home? Right? Like in their expensive giant shower just dumping mud on each other? I feel like it would be one of those work environments where they're like, everyone show up green tomorrow so we can have have sympathy for the character people. Mud showers. Wow. I mean, you can't say they're not dedicated. They moved the entire thing to a swamp. <laughs> All voice recordings occurred in the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> Their entire department. That's so funny. My last fun fact is that prior to release, the movie was viewed by DreamWorks lawyers since there were concerns that Disney would sue over the movie's not-so-subtle satirical references to Disney's films and theme parks. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm surprised that Disney didn't. I don't think they can because a lot of stuff that Disney takes, a lot of their uh, stories are based on, you know, Hans Christian Andersen. You know, they're based on stuff that already exists in the world. Or the Grimm brothers. You know, Pocahontas was a real person, you know, so there's there's things that like they they can't really sue about because it's like they don't have rights to a story that's literally existed for like hundreds of years. So, but even when Pinocchio in the movie says, right. "I'm a real boy," I'm like, "How could you not?" Yeah, I sue over that. You know, I don't know. Maybe honestly, Pinocchio still could be another one of those stories that's just existed for a really long time. Yeah, and so they can't they can't sue or do anything, especially if he's not you know exactly how Disney animated him. They can't true. You know, claim that they just took it from Disney if they're just like, "Well, we're just interpreting it." You know how we interpret the story, right? So how much did we actually watch this as kids? As kids? I watch this all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, Steph, Steph and I, our two heroes in life are the two green characters in the world. <laughs> the Grinch and Shrek. That's absolutely true. I, no, we literally, I still watch this all the time. Like, no joke. Yeah. Christmas night, after Tyler and I got done visiting our families, we went to put on a Christmas movie, and we instead put on Shrek. <laughs> watched Shrek that <laughs> night. Like, I love Shrek. I mean, he's I've, green. Christmas yeah. colors are red and green. It counts. It felt right. It felt right. So, yeah. No, I watch this literally all the time. I can tell you almost line for line this whole movie. That's amazing. What about you? I feel like I didn't watch this as much as when I was a kid until I got to my teenage years. And then now that I'm an adult, I love this movie. I feel like I grew to love it more and more and more. But we actually know. We actually have the video game 
for this movie. Yeah, you did. We have the PlayStation 2 game where he just walks through the swamps and he collects, like, onions and stuff. And Yeah, were you the one that had the video game where, like, you could play as, like, the different... Uh, one of us had the actual Game Boy game. It might have been me. Had the actual Game Boy game and you could play as, like, the different characters and, like, you had to, like, fight people. Do you remember that? That must have been you because I only have the PS2 game and I know that he used to, like, travel around and he would have to fight, um, like, different things that would come towards him. I don't remember exactly what they were. Try playing it the other day and I'm horrible. Um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. There was like a Game Boy Color game and you could play and you could play as each different character and each of them had their own like levels or their own, you know, battles that you could do. Yeah. And certain ones were much more difficult to play or had like much more difficult uh, people that you had to like fight. But I remember, I just remember it because Princess Fiona has like this hair whip move that you could do in the game and she does it in the movie. Right. So that's, that's just what I remember. That, oh my God, I totally forgot about that. You just reminded me. That's so funny. That is so funny. So like I said, I feel like as I got older, I love this movie more, but at the same time, I, I guess the more that I'm talking about it, the more I remember how much I loved it as a kid because oh, yeah. <laughs> we even had the soundtrack. Like we had the CD yeah. for this film. <laughs> and I just remember I would always listen to the Welcome to Duloc, such a perfect... We memorized the song. We memorized yes. the song as kids. <laughs> and I'm sure my mother probably loved me for it. Oh, she hated us. We would sing it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny how you and I went from listening to that to listening to like evanescence yeah <laughs> your mom had no fun with us in her van like she had no fun None it was just us screaming songs that like she did not want to hear for the 87th time like obnoxious songs too like welcome to <laughs> duloc we had um throw them out the window the window the, the window. window we had that song oh my god the veggie tales theme like <laughs> yes my poor mother. I'm starting to feel so much sympathy for her. I need to go give her a hug. Sorry, Pegasus. We love you. <laughs> Sorry, Pegaroni. I have so many nicknames for her. Pegatron. <laughs> we love her. Me too. She's a, a gem. All right, Lex. Initial thoughts or what do you remember about it from your childhood? I mean, other than what we sort of talked about, is there anything else that you remember before we did our rewatch? I remember most of the movie from my childhood just because I've watched it so many times. But I will say, so I, I can't really say, like, fairly how much I remember because I watched it nonstop. <laughs> um, but I think my, the part that stood out the most is, like I said, welcome to Duloc. Like, that whole part is hilarious. I used to love that as a kid. And then I think the Robin Hood part. Yeah. Where uh, Princess Fiona just takes everyone out with no issue and she punches through the, uh, the accordion. Yeah. So funny. But what about you? Yeah, I think the two scenes that I remembered the most were the gingerbread man scene. Oh my gosh, I forgot <laughs> about it. Not the gumdrop buttons. And then the other scene where she's singing in the woods to the bird and the bird explodes. <laughs> oh, that's such a good one. Those are the two scenes that like have always stuck with me. That's so good. But yeah, so what did you think about it? When you rewatched it for the podcast, uh, I love it so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll rewatch this anytime, anywhere, any place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, this is one of the most quotable movies of all time. Oh yeah, like, 
Absolutely. It's so good. When the Library of Congress literally said it was a cultural reset, it's completely true. This movie changed so many millennials' sense of humor and just who they are as people, I think just can be directly related back to this movie. Uh, If you, it's kind of like SpongeBob in the way where like, if you say a quote when you're with a group of friends, everybody just starts rattling off quotes from it and everybody just starts laughing. Like this movie is kind of like that, the way that SpongeBob is. Like you can just say one quote and then everybody starts joining in and doing quotes from like a scene. So it's, it's definitely one of those kinds of movies. It is so good. So my sister the other day went for a hike and she took a really pretty picture in front of basically the mountains. And all that kept running through my head was, I like that boulder. That is a nice boulder. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's stuff like that where you're like, you it. cannot get oh. it out of your head, even if you try. Like, yeah. It's just, it's in your bloodstream. It's just, yes. it's just part of you. Like, it's just a quote that immediately comes to mind. <laughs> when you watch Shrek, you now have mud inside your blood, okay? But it's the same thing. Like, during Christmas time, you know, you go through the, the grocery store aisle and you see a gingerbread house kit and you start, yeah. like, thinking of the gingerbread man scene. <laughs> She's married to the Muffin Man. <laughs> the Muffin Man? The, the Muffin, muffin Man! man. <laughs> I love when he's like... Eat me! (laughs) (laughs) One of these days, we're going to do a review of Shrek 2, because Shrek 2 is also just comedy and so good. But yeah, no, these these movies, they're just so, so quotable, so good. And it doesn't help that, like, the music is so addicting, too. Yeah. Even in the second one where they're, like, where it starts off with accidentally in love. I'm like, ugh. Like, this one starts with, hey, now, you're you're an an all-star. You just get pumped up. No, you're right, because both movies, even the second one has the, you know, I'm holding out for a hero song, which is just like legendary now. Yeah, no, they're absolute resets. So good. So I've decided, or I should say, I've come to the conclusion that Steph is for sure a parfait and I am an onion. (laughs) How did you come to this academic conclusion? (laughs) (laughs) I just took a lot of empirical data and submitted it into a system that gave me the proper results. And that was it. It just said, if you were an ogre, Steph would be a parfait and you would be an onion. That's very fair. I mean, I think we're both. We both have layers. Yours are pleasant. (laughs) Are they though? Mine make your eyes water. You're so kind to me. I was going to say we're both onions, but you're so sweet. Steph's like, I was going to say we're both on the same level of horrible, but you said I'm great, so I'll go with that. So I'm going to take it and run with it. I'm going to take it and run with it. I'm going to milk it not every it day I get such a nice compliment. Does this parfait have strawberries on it? Like, Steph's like, uh, I what hope kind of parfait so. is it? Yeah, I'm curious. Tell me. Joke's on you. It's mud. Uh, that would be accurate. If I'm a mud parfait, like, that's absolutely true (laughs) oh my gosh um i will say i do not blame shrek for not wanting to be around people yeah no he's the most relatable character shrek was social distancing before everyone else he made it a thing he was just tired of people and i completely understand that he was like get out of my swamp leave me alone and i was like you're so right dude (gasps) what steph you're gonna be so mad right now oh no why guess what i just realized what now that my microphone is plugged in, <laughs> I apologize to everyone for the audio. You're doing amazing. This is how 2021 <laughs> is starting off. 
That's amazing. We're doing great. We're doing great. Second month of the year and I'm just recording without my microphone. It's fine. <laughs> we're new at this. We're only 20 episodes in. <laughs> Everyone, we're brand new. Please be patient with us. Remember, we only have two brain cells and Jackie has both of them. So... <laughs> <laughs> No, we share a brain cell, remember? You forgot, because you only have... Half of it. And we only Jackie have has each. all of it. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, so Shrek is the most relatable in this film. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how him and Donkey, I love their relationship, how they just roast Lord Farquaad the whole time. Just pure excellence. It's what, it's so it's what toxic men deserve. <laughs> it's just to be roasted. Oh my gosh, the short jokes are so solid. They're amazing. Some people would say his patience is in short supply. <laughs> there are those who think little, little of, of him. him. <laughs> I love when they're like, do you think he's compensating for something? When they get to the, the castle and it's huge. Yes. So good. So raise your hand if you think Lord Farquaad is next season's bachelor. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You guys can't see, but my hand's raised. <laughs> Would you accept a rose from Lord Farquaad? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> She'd be like, get me off the show. You'd <laughs> you'd be like one of those people who like falls in love with like either another oh contestant or like one of the producers on the show. Yes. <laughs> you just leave the show. Oh my gosh. You know how they do all those crazy things at the beginning to get the guy's attention? I would show up yes. with the same haircut as Lord Farquaad. Enough. <laughs> I just like that's always my fear like obviously I don't have bangs anymore but like yeah so last summer I like cut off like my hair was so long it was almost down to my butt Mm -hmm. and I cut all of it off up to like my shoulders ish and the whole time it was being cut I was like please don't look like Lord Farquaad please don't look like Lord Farquaad oh my god (laughs) it's like my prayer whenever I cut off my hair oh my gosh it's a real fear it's a real fear hey Lord Farquaad started a trend okay yeah a trend away lord farquaad created an iconic haircut that edna ripped off from him don't you talk about edna mode like that (laughs) (laughs) and then later in like 2018 kylie jenner will do the same (laughs) (laughs) the resemblance is uncanny (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i'm totally not a fan of them but when she got roasted for the Lord Farquaad haircut, I was done. Like, <laughs> deceased. So funny. The internet, man. The internet is undefeated. Undefeated. Can we talk about how Fiona is me quarantining, waiting for my prince to come save me from COVID? Like, laying on the bed and being like, oh, my prince, please <laughs> take this token of my gratitude. <laughs> yes, just practicing all day. Just In like- the mirror. <laughs> Yeah. So what am I going to say when he arrives? Like, Who's your dragon that's guarding you, Maya? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my, my. <laughs> Don't awe her. She's ferocious. <laughs> she bites. She's a <laughs> ferocious little three-year-old. <laughs> she is vicious. That's fair. That's fair. I wouldn't fight her. I wouldn't fight her. Do you have anything to add? <laughs> this movie is, first of all, the pacing of this movie is excellent. 
I think it's so it's well awesome. paced and each of the trials that they go through are perfectly spaced out to the point that they're memorable. Yeah. Um, I think we, that was something we sort of complained about with Balto was that it felt like every time yeah. they got out of one predicament, immediately they were put into another one or immediately they were like predicament to predicament. You know, they're running from the avalanche. Now they're trapped in a cave. Now the stalactites are falling right. on them or the icicles or whatever. Um, and now they're out of it and yeah. now they're lost. You know, it's so it was just like back boom, 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 boom. Whereas this, like every trial and tribulation that Shrek and Donkey come up against together and then, you know, eventually they come up against with Fiona, they're all very memorable. You know, you go to, you know, Lord Farquaad's palace you know you remember that you remember you know everybody loves the scene where he's you know doing a wrestling match with all the guards and the old lady's like give him the chair so funny (laughs) and then you of course you know you remember when they get to the castle and the fight with the dragon and that whole scene and then you know you remember when they get to the woods and they have to fight Robin Hood and you know there's the whole scene where we find out what you know Fiona actually is that she's also an ogre and you know obviously then there's the whole wedding scene at the end so like all of these major plot points and major obstacles that they face throughout the movie they're all memorable because of the way that they're spaced out and the way that they kind of interject between all of the intense moments they give like the good amount of humor in between each one to sort of like okay this was really intense and now we're laughing again and then this is really intense and now we're laughing again so it's I think it's just a really really well-paced movie which kind of contributed to its success for sure and I actually really like that you brought that up as well because I was thinking the same thing and I like how it actually after each obstacle it went back to the development of the characters and their relationships with each other right how um Shrek was acting like he was annoyed with Donkey but really building a bond with him and how right he was also slowly falling in love with Fiona and she was doing the same and it's just it's very well thought out in that sense that yes you actually build a relationship and you you build a um a love for the characters instead of it just being action 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 they feel authentic yeah, exactly. They all feel fleshed out. All of them feel like you have a good understanding of their yeah. personality and their motivations and, you know, who they are as people or as a donkey. And <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's really good. It's nice that none of the characters feel, you know, one dimensional or right. cut out in a certain way. Like they all they all feel like they have a good fleshed out personality and reason for being in the movie. Right. But one thing I did think was funny as I watched this as an adult was how Fiona could have literally turned into any other creature at night. <laughs> so so if you haven't seen this movie, Fiona at night turns into an ogre. Yes. How convenient, right? Right. So, like, <laughs> she was like cursed by a witch when she was yes. a baby or something. It was sort of like a callback yeah. to Sleeping Beauty in a way. Sleeping Beauty, yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought that was hilarious because I was like, out of all the characters or out of all the creatures that you could turn into at night and be cursed to turn into, you turn into an ogre who's going to end up being your true love in the end, which is hilarious. It's true love. It's true love's kiss. They're soulmates. That would have been funny if she turned into the dragon. If she turned into a dragon at night (laughs) and was guarding herself. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a really hilarious plot. Surprise! (laughs) This was me the whole time. I like kebabs. Ah! (laughs) She turns into Megan the Stallion. (laughs) The whole at was me spitting fire, guys. (laughs) You couldn't see it. Yeah, Lex actually does spit fire. (laughs) Super hot fire. But But I'm I'm not not a rapper. rapper. 
<laughs> I'm not your friend, so stop looking at me. <laughs> not a rapper, so stop rapping at me. <laughs> I'm so glad you know what I was talking about. We could quote this whole we could quote this whole clip the whole day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't get us started. If you don't know what we're talking about, go on YouTube and Please look up boom bop. Yes. Pow. Like <laughs> boom bop but it up bop pow. <laughs> my sister and brother in law had no idea what that was. I had to I had to give them some of the culture from uh That's back crazy in the day. to me. I feel like if you were on the internet when it was first founded and like first began, you know this movie. It was the back in the Stone Age. <laughs> in the era of like 2004, 2005, like that was the movie like on on YouTube. Like that was the top movie besides so funny. right beside Charlie the Unicorn. Oh my gosh, Charlie. <laughs> we're going to Candy Mountain, Charlie. Okay, we need to focus on Shrek. Like <laughs> <laughs> We're on one today. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. So the last question that I have about this movie is how the hell are the donkey and dragon even a thing? How does that even happen? I know it's a movie, but come on. Scholars have tried to figure out the anatomy of this. <laughs> I'm like, how? I don't I don't want to know how, but I want to know, like, how do they even communicate with each other other than her smoke hearts? She's like, I don't want to know, but like, I want to know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to know, but I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> yeah, we need to understand. Don't Google it, honey. You're going to find some stuff on the internet that you don't want to see. <laughs> but Steph's like, I've looked. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I'm just saying, you're trying to look how, how they go together. You don't want to look. You perverted mother. <laughs> just, I'm protecting you. This is a public service. Thanks, mom. <laughs> So what's your favorite part of this movie now that you're an adult? Ooh, now that I'm an adult? No pressure. Oh, that's really hard. Come back to me, man. (laughs) No, because I don't know what mine is. (laughs) I just, I love the whole movie. I love, I want to say the gingerbread man scene because I just think it's like the most quotable scene. It's so good. There's like this one really underrated part that always kills me and it's when lord farquaad is trying to figure out which princess he wants to marry to become king stop and he's looking at all of them in the magic mirror and they're like which bachelorette is your choice and he's like, and it's the bachelor right right and so he's like <laughs> and so he's like looking through all of them and his henchman like the the executioner is like number three my lord <laughs> big number three <laughs> but he's holding up like number two with his fingers he is so funny (laughs) and it's so underrated but every time I see it I just burst out laughing so good so good okay that's probably mine what's yours (laughs) no don't ask me (laughs) I'm gonna uno reverse what's your favorite (laughs) I know reverse reverse (laughs) (laughs) we're fully off the rails Or are we on the rails? Dun, dun, dun. Stop stalling. Tell me your favorite. I can't. (laughs) The more you pressure me, the more my brain is like crickets. (laughs) I think I just saw a tumbleweed fly past my eyes. Let's see. I think my favorite part is... (laughs) The suspense is killing me, and I know you're going to say something stupid. I know. I can feel the stupidity rising in my chest. <laughs> okay, so my favorite part is when... Uh... 
Honestly, if this was if this was Shrek two, I would be able to tell you my favorite part like without even thinking. What? But Shrek one is so hard because Shrek one is like it just the whole thing. It's thing's so good. good. Shrek two, my favorite part is absolutely the I need a hero sequence. <laughs> like it's just the best part of the movie. Oh my gosh! I think one of my favorite parts. I don't know if this is my favorite, but one of my favorite parts is when Donkey arrives at Shrek's house. Like when he first arrives and he's basically insulting Shrek's home and Shrek is like, he's like, who would live here? And Shrek's like, this is my house. And Donkey goes, oh, that's a note. That's a nice boulder. I like that boulder. And then he goes in and he's like, can I live with you? And Shrek's like, no. And he's like, in the morning, I'm making waffles. Like, I love that so much. I say, I say I'm making waffles like way too much now because of this movie. Yeah. I think that and there's one other scene that's like so short that I love. I find it hilarious. It's the one where they're arriving at Lord Farquaad's castle and they're walking in. And first of all, I love the Welcome to Duloc song. Right. But then I also love the guy in the giant Lord Farquaad head who's walking away from them after he sees them and he's running and he's running he's trying to get away from the ogre and he's, he's running, running through, through the queue line instead of running around or just running straight and going under taking his head off and then he hits his head on the entrance and falls over and just like dies it's so funny it's just like stupid humor like that gets me now stupid it's so good but like all of but it is so like funny it's stupid humor but it's not yeah. low brow stupid like it's not say it's not south park level like like low brow joke like this is a low bar to hit like it's dumb humor but like it's clever yeah. like it's funny like he's running through the queue line to get away from them like it's just <laughs> and then he hits his head and falls over like it's it's not like yeah. bottom of the barrel like and he's yelling the whole yeah, time like it's it's just funny. Like, it's simple. I should say it's simple humor. It's very simple humor, but it's it's effective yes. and it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a very simple person with my <laughs> half a brain cell, so. Yeah. No, it's great. Cut me some slack, people. It's fine. So would we have watched this without the podcast? We already know the answer to this. We just watched this last week. <laughs> um. Yes, absolutely. I would watch this right now again i would watch this anytime that, right. that it was asked of me <laughs> i'm like i might i would yeah <laughs> i might turn it on yeah literally this. like it's it's just so good and it's absolutely a kind of thing you can show kids because kids um, luckily for a lot of the adult humor kids aren't gonna get it they're yeah. not it's just gonna go right over their heads and they're gonna think it's funny for sure there's a talking donkey and he's colorblind and there's a gingerbread man and like People are just going to enjoy it for, you know, they're, I should say little kids are just going to enjoy it for, you know, the colors and mm-hmm. the songs and, you know, there's a princess and, you know, an ogre and they're just going to enjoy like the story of it. But when you're an adult, it's yeah. peak humor. <laughs> it's so good. But you ain't never seen a donkey yeah. fly. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, the part now that I'm an adult that cracks me up is when he's like, Lord Farquaad huffed and he puffed and he signed an eviction notice. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yes, absolutely. Oh my oh God. So good. It's so good. So, yeah, we definitely would have rewatched this 15 million times. I still will. I'm going to show this to every child that I can when they're, <laughs> when they're allowed to be shown it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I think it's pretty 
clear to say that this still holds up as adults. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty plain and simple. This movie's 20 years old and it's still just as good today as it was when it first yeah. came out. No joke. <laughs> Definitely. And I think t- two of the main things that I love about this movie are one that it flips fairy tales on their heads and like makes fun of them. Yeah. Yeah, like the entire time they're just cracking jokes about the fairy tales and uh yeah. It just it's such a fun time. And then the second one is that it's a film that has adult humor while also catering to young children, which is like really rare. Yeah. You I feel like you either have one or or the other nowadays. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's a lot it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's really good. I definitely agree. I think you and I are especially prone to like loving shows or movies that will take fairy tales and put like a new kind of twist on them. I mean, we yeah. also we watched Once Upon a Time, you know, for a while. Stop. Yeah. So like I just finished that whole series in like the span of a month maybe yeah so it's like we're just we just like where people take sort of a different type of twist on yeah. fairy tales so i think we were kind of prone to it after watching this mm-hmm. movie and it just sort of has continued but yeah i definitely agree with both of those points yep so do you think this film is overrated or underrated um i think it's perfectly rated for what it is i think everybody loves this movie i would hope yeah if you tell somebody hey do you want to watch shrek nine out of ten times that person's gonna be like oh my god absolutely oh my goodness at least for like our generation like i think millennials if you say that to them they'll be like yeah absolutely such a good movie anybody who says they don't want to watch shrek is either being snotty for no reason or they just have bad taste and everything Mm -hmm. so i don't trust them oh my gosh i was it you that sent me that meme today maybe i send you memes multiple times a day so (laughs) oh my gosh did you send me a a shrek meme today or was that jackie it could have been jackie because she sent me a shrek meme today that someone texted the wrong number on their phone and they said something like um i have shrek and i have dinner you can just pick up the wine on your way here (laughs) and then two seconds later they're like oh i'm so sorry wrong number and then the person responds and they're like nope you got the right number (laughs) my address (laughs) (laughs) my address is blah 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 blah." i was like if that isn't the truth (laughs) ladies if you don't find a man who loves shrek kick him to the curb leave him he's not worth it (laughs) if you two can't quote shrek back and forth to each other he's you're you're above him you're out of his league (laughs) yeah exactly you are a fiona to his far quad ladies yes get you a shrek get you a shrek All right. Well, critic ratings for this movie. Shrek received a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, an 88% on the Rotten Tomatoes critic meter, a 90% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and 5 out of 5 stars on Common Sense Media. Those all feel correct, if not low to me. (laughs) Like, la-da-da, they deserve more. (laughs) You're welcome. No, but that's really, like, really good. Especially for Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I feel like people always get bamboozled on Rotten Tomatoes critic meter. Like, the good movies always get, always, what is it called? They always get, like, snubbed. That's what it's called. They always get snubbed. So, yeah. Um, let's do our ratings now. So, we'll rate it on a scale from A plus to F minus. A plus meaning it's wildly entertaining and I'm moving to a swamp tomorrow. F minus being it was hot ogre stink and I'd rather marry Lord Farquaad than watch it again. <laughs> what would you rate this movie, Steph? Um, 
I'm going to give it an A+. plus. It's wildly entertaining. I'm moving to a swamp tomorrow. In fact, I'm recording from a swamp right now. <laughs> <laughs> we can hear the mosquitoes in the background. Yeah, no, I love this movie. A+. Plus. This is, again, one of my all-time favorite movies. I think this is just one of the most quotable movies. I can probably do it line for line, and I will continue to do so. So A+, plus for me. What about you? I agree. A+, plus, 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 plus. A+. Plus. Yeah, if you want to watch this, um, if you, you know, are now inspired by this, I highly recommend it's on Hulu right now for free if you have a Hulu subscription. So I think you can also probably rent it from Amazon or wherever else. But if you have a Hulu subscription, definitely go watch this. It is absolutely worth a rewatch. It is totally worth it. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Chasing Childhood Podcast and on Facebook at Just Chasing Childhood to stay updated on upcoming episodes and much, much, much more. So next week, in the name of Valentine's Day, and keeping up with our theme this month of going through classic love stories, we will be reviewing the best of the best romance films to ever exist. One of our all-time favorites, literally so good, I put lines from it into my wedding. (laughs) The one and only, The Princess Bride. (gasps) Inconceivable. Just (laughs) easily top five movies for me so good I'm so excited (laughs) yes we especially wanted to do the princess bride first of all because it's one of our favorites and second of all it's such a good love story and we have to have it have we have to have it for valentine's day for the week of valentine's day I should say yeah um so that being said we will see you all next wednesday you ogres all right everybody we will see you next week and in the morning I'm making waffles (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye.